This is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Corey provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Welcome to another episode of Financially Fit Radio. I'm Corey Sickles with Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about today's show, just give us a call at 614-760-0670, or you can always visit us online at safeharboroh.com. Once you're on our website, feel free to check out our radio page. You can watch previous episodes. You can also subscribe to our podcast on Amazon Music, Apple Podcast. Google Podcast, or Spotify. Also, feel free to watch our video or watch our radio show on our YouTube channel. Just type in Safe Harbor Retirement Group. You can watch the radio show, as well as you can watch other financial topics as well. You know, we're, we're here to address any issues, inquiries, or questions you might have about retirement. Just remember, all of our meetings are complimentary. There's no financial obligation. And today, we're going to talk about estate planning essentials And really what we kind of want to do is find ways that you can basically secure your legacy. Before we dive into that, let me introduce to you my co-host this week and every week, and that's Tony Shore. Tony, how are you? I am doing great, Corey. Had a great uh, week. I've been busy, busy with the family. That's good. Um, You know, just and nothing too crazy right now, but it is a busy time. I know it's a busy time for you as well. You know, we're uh, headed into tax season, so that makes people think about their finances, want to get everything in order. And I know you help your clients out with that and work with tax professionals there. So it is an important time of year. There's a lot going on. Um, But our topic today is a huge one and one I've had some uh, experience with because of, and we've talked about this, but my grandfather passed at 101 and then had to divide up the farm uh, between his kids. And I saw what he did right and what he didn't do right. And I know you're going to talk about some of those things today, trying to get my parents uh, straightened out because, you know, their uh, mom's in a nursing home with Parkinson's, dad's 80. And so, um, you know, they should have had everything worked out a long time ago. And I wish they had been working with you a long time ago because uh, it would all be taken care of. But this is an important part because I saw what uh, my grandfather not being fully prepared with his legacy and estate planning and what it did to the family. And uh, if you want to keep family harmony after you're gone and do your loved ones a favor, I mean, this topic is huge, isn't it, Corey? It is. I mean, it's a very important topic, Tony. And I think you're right. Um, You know, here's the main thing about when you when you do estate planning or legacy planning, really what you're wanting to make sure happens, everything goes to where you want it to go. And now some family members might not like it, (laughs) whatever those decisions are. However, at least they have a document they can read. And, 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 you know, and, you know, we talk about your grandfather, but hopefully in most situations, you know, you actually sit down with whoever who's going to be receiving any of your, of your, of your estate and you kind of let them know beforehand. So it's, yes. they're not blindsided about it before. 
And that's uh, what happened with my grandfather's estate. What happened is he appointed one of the kids executor. And only that child and the attorney knew what was going on. The other three siblings did yeah. not. Yeah. And so that never, the, I saw what that did to the family. And you've got to communicate with everybody your wishes and desires. And my grandfather had a pretty, you know, thorough will, but had he had trusts and had he communicated with the family, his intentions um, beforehand um, it, with everyone in the family who was involved uh, and in all the inheritors, that's the key, I think, isn't it? It is. And, the, you know, the other thing I would probably say too, Tony, is, you know, even if you have parents today and you're not sure what's going on with their estate, there's nothing wrong with bringing that up, especially right. if they're healthy. Yes. Um, you really want to discuss these things when you're healthy. You don't yeah. want to discuss them when you only have one month or two months or three months to live. No. Because at that point in time, a lot of people don't want to start talking about this because now it's a reality. Yeah. So do it while you're healthy. Um, make sure that you, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of different things, but make sure that you get all this stuff ironed out um, yeah. so you don't have to worry about it. You know, we, we, we never know when our day is going to come. Right. Right. You know, it could be, could be today, could be tomorrow. It could be 20 or 30 years from now, yeah. but you want to be able to have everything written out to make sure it's going to go where you want it to go. Don't leave it up to someone else. If you don't have anything at all and leave it up to probate courts and judges and attorneys to decide how that money or how your estate's actually going to be distributed. Yeah. Agreed. I just think that's so important. So today, Corey, I know you're talking about some of the essentials to estate planning yep. and how to secure your legacy. Where where do you want to begin? Well, you know, first of all, I think you really have to go through and you, you really need to itemize everything that you have, right? And we're not, you know, I'm not just, we're, we're, you know, we're, really what I'm talking about here is our physical things, right? Property, physical investments. You might even want to sit there and say, you know what? My wedding ring goes to so-and-so. But you want to make sure you have a yeah. list of all the things that are important to you that you actually can write down. And then you're going to want to associate a name with that, whoever you want to be able to receive that. If you, if, you know, because if you, you know, if there's certain, you know, physical things that you want to be able to give to somebody and you don't have a name besides that, it's now it kind of gets into, if you have four kids, the first person that potentially gets into that house is going to, you know, receive any of those things. So if you want to make sure it goes to somebody, you know, put it down in writing. Then, of course, you kind of get into all those non-physical assets, right? Now we're talking about your IRAs, your 401ks, your life insurance policies. Um, it could be your house, too. That's also kind of a physical, too. But 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 those are all the different types of assets that, that you're really going to be able to have. And, and, not, and here's the one thing I don't think people realize. When we start talking about IRAs and 401ks and insurance policies, the beneficiary form is what matters. It is not, and let me re re rephrase that, it, it is not what you have in your will, and it is not what you actually have in a trust. You have beneficiary forms for that, and that is going to override whatever you have in your will or trust. So you need to make, make sure, all, also when we start talking about that, is you need to make sure all these accounts are updated on a constant basis. Things yeah. happen, people die. You have divorces. Um, you so have you wanna, yeah, 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 yeah. So you want to make sure that you're updating these beneficiaries forms at least once a year 
to make sure they're current. I've seen clients come in, Tony, and they've been divorced for, you know, a few years and, you know, and they've remarried and, you know, their old, their ex-spouse is still on their pension plants oh. or their summer or their 403B or their 401k. And sure. it doesn't, again, it doesn't matter what's, what's actually in that will or trust. It's what actually is on that beneficiary form and the way that's going to be distributed. Yeah. And I know you've said in the past that you've seen that happen a lot where people think, oh, I've made a will and that'll take care of it. I've updated my will. Yep. I got divorced uh, 15 years ago, got remarried, have a new family, have kids. Um, it was just a short marriage. I was young um, and they never changed the beneficiary, but they changed the will and they don't understand beneficiary designations take precedent over the will. And it's a great way to avoid probate because a will has to go through probate typically and a beneficiary designations do not. So if, if you've been, if you've been, if you designate somebody as a beneficiary to account, that's legally binding. That's correct. So, yeah. yeah, That's exactly right. And, you know, in most cases, uh, you know, for your retirement accounts and insurance policies and things like that. Um, most people always have beneficiaries on there. Now, whether they're the correct ones, that's a different discussion. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's usually not the issue. Usually we, the issue that you have are, are, are usually three things that I see more common is our bank accounts, your title on your more on your, on your house, yep. your deed on your house. Yeah. And then titles to your vehicles. Those are usually the three different, the three things that I actually see uh, issues with when clients come in or prospects come in and sit down with us. You know, so for a bank account, it's very easy. You just want to make sure you have it set up with payable on death. That payable on death could go to your spouse. It could go to your nieces and nephews, kids, grandchildren, wherever you want it to have have those funds. But the most important part is have that on there because all of a sudden you don't want to have that those bank accounts go to through to the probate court. Yeah. You can also set up a transfer on death affidavit or sometimes it's called a quick claim deed for your house. Yeah. And again, what you're doing is really putting a beneficiary on there. Again, if you just have it set up in your will mm-hmm. and you don't have a transfer on death or quick claim deed to your, to your house, that asset's going to go through probate. Yeah. So again, yeah. you need to be able to make sure that you have that done. And then of course, yeah. the last thing you can do a transfer on death for your vehicles. Um, that's usually not, not a, an issue while you have both spouses or not both, but you know, both people living. But when, once, once one passes away, you know, and, and you're the remaining spouse, that's, that's where you really need to make sure you have that, you know, yeah. And that's set the, up part, the correct way. Yeah, my grandfather didn't do that, and that caused some contention uh, because the one brother uh, thought he should get the truck and came and took it. My dad thought he should get the truck. Right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, yeah, he didn't do the vehicles. He did do the transfer on death deed um, uh, or the quick claim deed, whatever you want to call it. The transfer on death for any property is important, especially if you own a farm like my, or a business like my grandfather did. He owned a farm. So, uh, he did that part, right. He had a pretty good will, but it was kind of uh, convoluted and, uh, it could be interpreted different ways. So sure. it wasn't clear. I don't think he worked with a great, uh, estate planning attorney. And I know for our listeners out there, uh, your clients, uh, you offer this too, but you work 
with a great estate planning attorney that you can recommend that you've worked with for a number of years. You work closely with them uh, to help your clients set up their estate plans, right? Yeah, we do. And when you come into our office, you can meet with the attorney, yeah. uh, sit down and discuss things, right? You know, uh, and here's the most important part of this. The first part is you need to determine what you have, right? You need, right. right. And then you need to kind of determine how you want those assets divided. And we start talking about, you know, retirement accounts, bank accounts, things that actually have value to them, monetary value to them. Then you kind of want to determine who's going to receive what. And it's always best to be able to use percentages, Tony. Uh, for the fact that you don't know what your estate's going to be worth when you actually pass. And if you actually right. put a, so a solid number down there, like $100,000 or some type of figure down there, and that's all that's left, then that causes other issues on, um, you know, later on down the line. So always yep. use percentages is what I recommend Good when we point. start talking about, you know, how you want to divide those assets up. Then you kind of have to, now you, when you sit down with the attorney, even when you come in and meet with us, we, we need to get a good understanding of what you're really trying to accomplish, right? Right. Um, what, what, you know, we want to understand what you have, how you want things to go, and then we can start discussing, you know, do you actually maybe need a will or do you need a trust, right? And if you have different, you know, obviously there's different types of trust, a revocable trust or an irrevocable trust, whether you're trying to do what I consider Medicaid, you know, or long-term care planning, then you might need a, uh, an irrevocable trust. But most people out there, it's really kind of debate, do I need a will or I, do I kind of need a trust, right? And a lot of it has to do with is, with is who you're giving the money to or who you're giving your assets to and how you want those assets to be, you know, ultimately um, received and distributed, you know, to your beneficiaries. So obviously, um, here's one thing I don't think a lot of people realize, Tony, wills, if you have a will, it can go any, you know, whatever percentage you want, however you want it to go, but everything does go lump sum to your beneficiaries. Um, and it, and obviously that could cause issues depending on the age of that child that you're maybe giving it to, right? You might right. have something out there and all of a sudden they're, you're giving it to a child or a grandchild they are under the age of 18 in the state of Ohio. Now it's going to cause all kinds of issues because of guardianship and all this other type of stuff that you have to arrange for all that. So you need to understand the rules that I don't think you want to actually have your grandchildren or your children that are that young that also all now have issues because everything's going through a guardianship where you should have probably set up a trust. Trusts are trusts are really, really a valuable tool with estate planning. And I think people hear the word trust, uh, people who aren't in the know or, uh, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. And, and this is something that uh, you definitely need to know. And that's trust can be used by anyone. It doesn't matter how much or how little you have. You can put uh, anything in a trust, you know, you have to fund it. You have to put something in it. And uh, but uh, like you can put land, you can put your home, sure. you can put assets inside that trust accounts. And I think money, and that's so important, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It, it, you know, but here's the most important part about that, Tony, is now you can actually uh, kind of protect the ones that you're actually giving that money to. Yeah. I mean, how many, I, I see this all the time where, you know, a, a parent will have, you know, a client of mine will have two children, right? They'll have one, Here's why I always say, if you give them a thousand dollars, you know, a year from now they're going to have a thousand dollars. 
The other child that you give the thousand dollars to, as soon as they walk out of the room, the thousand dollars is gone. Hmm. Right. So, right. yeah. So my point of this is, is, is if you don't think that you're, if you're going to give money or potentially a, a, a large sum of money to, to an individual or to one of your children or grandchildren that you don't think they can manage their money, then you might want to set a trust up and be able to limit how much they can actually take or at least give them, you know, certain parameters when they can start taking the money. For example, they got to be 25 and they only get a third. You know, then they get the other third at 30, then they get the remainder at 35. Or maybe they can't manage it at all and you want to be able to give them a certain amount of money per month and you can set all that type of stuff up in a trust. So um, there's 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 a lot of good reasons to set up a trust. Not everybody yeah. needs them, but it, it can make things a lot easier because now also when you start setting up your beneficiary forms for a lot of the re- accounts that we talked about earlier, now the trust can come the beneficiary of all that. If you ever want to change anything, you just go and amend your trust, rather go out and have to amend all these different types of accounts that you have out there as well. So, you know, from an administrative standpoint, yes, it might be a little bit more tough to set up because you got to go through an attorney to set all this type of stuff up. But in the long run, it's going to make it easier on you. But more importantly, it's going to make it easier on who you're actually giving that money to your beneficiaries. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's really important, Corey. And I'm glad you brought that up and trust can help you avoid probate as well. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a big reason people set up trusts is to avoid probate with whatever's in that trust. Right. Because it's that's like the, assigning a, 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 it's like assigning a beneficiary to whatever's in that trust. That's exactly right. You know, a lot of people don't realize this, but 100% of wills go through probate. And if you set it up the right way, 0% of trusts go through probate. So, you know, there's there's a good way to be able to uh, to avoid the probate process, um, to make sure that everything goes the most efficient way. Because once you go through probate, now you're going to be getting into fees and, you know, to attorneys and all that type of stuff for them to be able to probate those assets. And yeah. also it can be time. Right. My God, when we actually had uh, uh, COVID, I mean, you were talking all of a sudden anywhere from six months to a year for stuff to come out of probate. Um, so, I mean, that, that you know, by having a trust, you avoid all that. Who knows what, what's going to happen in the future where we might have some other type of situation that uh, that allows the court system to to kind of slow down or shut down for a period of time as well. So this is a good way to be able to do that. And, and the other side of it is um, most times when you have a trust, I, I, the one thing I do tell my clients is you need to sit down with your beneficiaries and let them know how things are going to be divided. Don't let it happen. Just like you mentioned earlier, after the fact, all it's going to do is cause issues with the family. You know, it's, and I, I hear this all the time, Tony, you know, a client will come in and go, you know what? All my kids get along fine. Yep, they do now. <laughs> they do now. But it's a, it's amazing what how what money gets. Once yeah. you start getting with assets and money, what that actually can do to a family. Yeah, because it, my brother and his siblings were tight-knit, good people, loving, caring people. And it was crazy to see what this did. Uh, It was, and they both, you know, when people feel they're right, 
or they have something in their head that's going to happen and it doesn't. And they're in the middle of dealing with the loss of a, a, a parent or a spouse or uh, it's hard. And I I've seen it firsthand and it just, you want to avoid that at all costs. And it could have just, it could have been so easy. Uh, Lee, it can be so easily avoided. It can. Yeah. Yep. It, you know, it's just like anything else you want to communicate. Um, Hopefully everyone does know what's going on if something does happen. Um, worst case scenario, at least maybe you can you have a trust and uh, it's all written out and they can all review it. So they, you know, but at the end of the day, I think just like anything else, everyone just wants to be in the know. Yeah. Right. No one wants to be blindsided about anything. Right. So if you if you went through all the the the, the toughest part, which is going through and getting all this stuff done, share it. Right. Yeah. So so right. make sure everyone's on the same page. So when we start talking about, you know, all this type of, you know, whether you need a trust or a will, but there's other documents that you need to make sure that you have as well. We're talking about your financial and your health care power of attorney. And then, of course, your living will as well. So all that's really now those are all the actual documents that you're actually going to be able to have yeah. um, to make sure everything's in order from an estate plan. And here's the other part about this. Just because you do it today doesn't mean that you don't have to go back and review this stuff. Again, things change. You need to go make sure you need to make sure that's all updated, right? You might end up having your spouse, for example, as your primary health care or your financial power of attorney. And all of a sudden you get a divorce or maybe they pass away. You need to make sure that's updated to now have a new primary and a new contingent. Um, so, you know, things do change, make sure they, they get updated on an annual basis. And, you know, once you have all this inventory, you know, all this inventory, you have all your documents, right? The next thing you need to make sure of is that whoever your trustee or your executor, or maybe your kids, you need to make sure they know where these documents are. That's another big important, just don't be, you know, just don't hide it. They need to be able to have that. Right. So one of the things that we offer our clients, Tony, is what we call our generational vault. So the, the nice part about the generational vault is you can actually put all of your account information in there, right? Every asset, right. every liability that you have, all your IRA accounts, all that stuff can be in there. And it's, you know, for example, for a lot of the IRA or the investment accounts, those can be updated every day. Uh, we, have, we have the ability in our software to link those accounts up so you're getting that, you know, getting up to date. The nice part is you can go in there every day and now you have a complete net worth picture because not only is it your, you know, your investment accounts, but it could be your life insurance. It could be the other assets that you own. And of course, the liabilities that's offsetting your, your net worth. But you can go in there and log in 24 hours, seven days a week in a secure environment and be able to see all this. Well, Corey, we're out of time. It flew by this topic. We could probably do a series of shows on this topic and dig into it. But if our listeners have questions, how can they get a hold of you? Well, the best way for, to get a hold of us is you can always give us a call at 614-760-0670, or you can visit our website at safeharboroh.com. If you want to come in and just discuss, you know, legacy or estate, uh, legacy, estate, or even enhanced planning, we can do that. And remember, all of our meetings are complimentary. There's no obligation. If you have a financial plan, you want a second opinion, give us a call. We can provide those second set of eyes. If you don't have a financial plan, 
we can put one in place for you. And believe me, part of that financial plan is going to be discussing your estate plan as well. So again, all meetings are complimentary. Just give us a call at 614-760-0670. Or you can always visit us online at safeharboroh.com. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Join us next week for another episode of Financially Fit Radio. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Corey Sickles at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Call 614-760-0670 or visit their website at financiallyfitoh.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government. Government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.